Hello and welcome to the Balancing Act podcast, where you can find tools and inspiration for working mums who are ready to overcome the mental load so that they can live with more simplicity, ease and fulfilment in their everyday. I'm your host, Debbie, a balance coach and a working mum myself, and I'm super happy to be here with you. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Balancing Act podcast. If you are a regular listener, then it's fab to have you here. Thank you for all your support so far. And I'm really, really glad that you are enjoying it enough to come back again and again. If you're a new listener, then welcome. Um, It's lovely to have you here and I really hope that you enjoy yourself and take some value away from today. So I am recording this on a Friday afternoon and I'm feeling those Friday vibes. Woohoo! Um, Friday's the only day that I have completely dedicated to work during the week. On the other weekdays, my husband and I juggle work and childcare responsibilities. And yeah, it, every week it just amazes me how different my mindset is having that like space and time to focus on things and really like immerse myself in the things that I want to and the things that require my concentration. And I think this week it's even more so because we've just had word that here in Scotland nurseries are returning next week. Woohoo! And um I I feel really relieved about that. Um I obviously have, you know, some nerves and I think now that it's an imminent reality as well there's like a lot of sadness there because I think that um despite how much I've looked forward to it and you know thought that I really craved the headspace I also feel sad that this the time with the boys is like so intensely let's say the time with the boys is coming to a close and I think it's come at a really good time because like a lot of people We've been really feeling that lockdown fatigue. I've heard lots of conversations about it, both, you know, directly um, and indirectly and on social media and things like that. And I think we're all feeling it now, Um, you know, probably just because this has been going on for so long, the time of year we're in um, and the weather hasn't really helped either, has it? Um, So, yeah, we're we're ready for for that change. If you're still in the midst of it um, and maybe your routine is continuing, then, um, yeah, I really, I really feel for you. Um, I just encourage you to take moments out either every day or at at least at the end of every week to really, really acknowledge yourself and all that you're doing right now, all that you're accomplishing and all you're achieving. And I think when it comes to that, it's really the smaller, the better, because if you can get in the habit of doing that often, then you start to notice all the little things in your day that you're you're constantly getting through. So, yeah, give yourself that space and give yourself the acknowledgement that you really, really deserve right now. And it was really on the back of this theme of lockdown fatigue that I felt compelled to talk about resisting the things that we need the most this week. And it's as much uh, me wanting to pass on value to you as it is a useful 
and timely reminder to myself. Um, and I guess before I dive in, I very, very much want to present it to you as a supportive, encouraging tool to use as a curiosity opener. So even if all you take away from today is slightly more awareness as to where you might be resisting the things that you need the most, then that is more than enough. Um, I think the next stage would be moving on to acknowledging it and then thinking about how you might do something about it or thinking a bit more deeply about why you might be doing it. But what I don't want is this to be another thing that you feel like you should or you have to do and then feel guilty about. It is not anything to to make you feel guilty or um, negative in any way about. So that is the rule that I'm setting. No negativity or guilt, only curiosity and acknowledgement. That's it. So let me start off by putting a little bit of context around it by giving you a few examples. And I've noted down three different scenarios here that I feel are probably quite relevant to the times we're in. Now, as working mums, I think that everyone will relate to on some level to feeling at times like your head is just going to explode with the amount of stuff that's whirling around inside and you feel like you have to remember or do or action. And this is probably more so at the minute because you are taking on numerous roles all at once. So roles that usually have quite distinct like physical environments and um, hence don't take place at the same time or in the same space. So maybe you're a mum, you're a wife, you're an employee, you're a teacher, you are the project manager, the negotiator, etc, etc. And so for a large part of the day, you're multitasking, you are getting interrupted when you're trying to do something, you are maybe trying to concentrate with lots of other stimuli around you. So noise is a big one in our house. Um, and you maybe like even just find yourself drifting off um, in the middle of, of something else. So maybe you're on like a group call and you find your head is, is somewhere else. Um, so you get the idea. And maybe you recognise this and... You decide that what you need is a moment of calm and tranquility and peace in your day. And you think, ah, maybe I'll do some meditation that might help or a bit of journaling or give my time myself time for some yoga. And every day you set this intention. Maybe you even write yourself a reminder about it or you schedule in a time for the following day where you're going to do it. But then somehow you just never quite get around to it and you tell yourself you're too busy or you're too tired or somebody else, you get pulled away because somebody else needs you. 
That's example one. Example two, let's say you would really value some quality alone time with your partner and you go and mention the idea to them as an offhand comment, but they agree, but don't do anything about it. And then this starts to irritate you. So you get snappy with them or you ignore them or you just generally retreat a bit. And so that quality time and connection and interaction and conversation that you wanted is actually becoming further and further away. Example number three, let's say you feel the need for some social connection right now and you think you'll sign up to something online. So maybe a new class or organising something with friends and you think that that accountability and the group environment will ensure that you go along. But then at the very last minute, like you just can't be bothered, you back out. Maybe something happens at bedtime and there's everything feels a bit too hectic or you just want to like veg on the sofa at the end of the day or there's tasks that you haven't got done during the day and you think right I'd feel better if I just caught up with those rather than do the things that I'd I'd scheduled and set aside time to do. So as I say I think that we can all relate to those to some extent particularly at the minute. Why do we do it? Well here are my top three reasons why I think that we do it. Number one, it's hard to be nice to ourselves. We feel subconsciously like we don't deserve it somehow. And maybe when it comes to following through with the act of self-care, it can feel indulgent. It can feel selfish. It can feel greedy to acknowledge our needs and then make an effort to meet them. And I think particularly as females, these thoughts and feelings can be programmed into us from a very young age, either by society or by offhand comments from people around us. And so subconsciously, as I say, you feel like you don't deserve to meet your own needs. Reason number two, you need to take responsibility and this is not an easy thing to do. It feels really, really nice to have someone else come and take care of us and there is definitely a time and a place for that, especially in close relationships. Like it's so, it's so lovely, that feeling. But I I think that in close relationships, we feel that the other person should be able to anticipate all our needs. You know, if they know us this well, then like they should know what we need as as much as we do. But I think that, number one, it's impossible to read the intricacies of someone else's mind. And especially at the minute when we all have an awful lot going on inside of us in our own heads then maybe your signals are a bit more 
difficult to pick up on or maybe the other person is trying to work through and deal with their own stuff and keep it all together. So I'd really encourage you to take responsibility for asking for what it is that you need and whether that's just an afternoon or a whole day away from your family or some scheduled time out each day or even if you just need a hug, you know, you're perfectly within your rights to go and ask for those things and be clear in your communication of it. Reason number three, then, we resist change. I think this is just within human nature. You know, even if we're the type of person who's flexible and adaptable, change is requires more effort than staying the same, let's say. So even though our habits often don't serve us very well, they are familiar And so we perceive them as being free of any danger. Now, even with like tiny, small changes, like communicating with someone close to you in a different way, there's the risk of the unknown. You know, there's the risk that when you start expressing your needs to someone that you're not sure how they will react. They may be defensive. They may ignore those needs and they may just do nothing at all and that feels really difficult and so knowing that those are all potential outcomes we it makes it easier for us to retreat um or another aspect of change is that you feel like you're then becoming the type of person who does those things. So I don't know, say you want to start meditating and journaling, but you've got this perception that it, like the people who do that are maybe like a bit hippie or something and you don't want to be perceived as that type of person or you're worried about what people will say or think. Um, and so that would be another reason for you not to do it. So there we have those the top three reasons why we might do it. And I want you to take from that that these are all very like logical, natural things to feel. And so it gives us maybe a little bit of understanding as to why we are resisting um, those things that we need the most. So one, um, it's hard to be nice to ourselves because we might feel selfish or greedy. Um, two, We aren't used to taking responsibility for our own needs and for asking for what we need. And number three, change is difficult. So changing any habit is a difficult thing to do because of the risk of the the unknown on the other side. So now that you are maybe more aware of where you're resisting the most, why you're doing it, what can we do about it? And I want to start this by emphasising again the need to be kind to yourself because change is difficult. Even when you know that it's a habit that's going to be good for you and that you will reap the benefits of, it's it's just a hard thing to do, especially at the minute. So if you do want to get on track, here are a few options. One acknowledge the difficulty like anticipate that it will be difficult and that you'll have some resistance and that it'll be hard 
so that when that resistance comes up, so you know maybe in that moment that you think of backing out to the backing out of the appointment or like the instant that you start getting irritated with your partner or the time that you decide that you're going to do something else in your to-do list rather than sit and meditate for a few minutes think aha yes Debbie mentioned this on the podcast I've been expecting this resistance and now I can do something about it I can stop acknowledge it and then proceed with the thing that it is that I'm trying to do Number two, tell as many people as need to know. So maybe it's that you want to go and do something, but you, your partner will have to take the kids for that time. Um, maybe you want to do an online class with some friends and you need to arrange stuff with them. Like tell as many people as possible so that everything else is in place and all you need to do is show up. Um... Number three, get into a habit. I am a big fan of small daily habits. So I actually personally find it easier to do small things on a daily basis rather than like larger things inconsistently. And I think this is particularly useful for things like meditation and journaling, things that you can um squeeze into as much time as you have available it doesn't quite work as well with things like you know classes and things but if it is a a habit or some if it is a task that can be made routine and frequent then I would really encourage you to have a think about how you can fit it into your daily routine so that it just becomes a part of what you do anyway and number four I would say Look at it as an experiment and keep practicing. So expect that at the start, you might have some teething problems. You might have to try out you know, a few different ways um, to make things work. And it'll probably feel a bit uncomfortable even after the event, those first few times. And I think this is particularly important with the communication piece. So... um you know, if if it doesn't quite work out the way you think the first time, then don't give up, you know, keep on going, keep on modifying and keep on trying. So there we have it, four different ways you can start acknowledging and moving into meeting your own needs. Anticipate that it will feel difficult so that when the resistance pops up, you're ready for it. Tell the people close to you that need to know um, so that there's nothing else that stands in your way. Get into a habit, particularly daily habit, if if that fits the activity you're trying to do and look at it as an experiment that you can keep practicing and keep refining. I'd love to know if this is resonating with you. I'd love to know if you are instantly thinking of a few examples where this has been popping up for you recently. And if so, drop me a a DM and let me know what your key takeaways have been or give me a tag on Instagram. I always love to, to hear how the podcast is landing with you and I really appreciate all the feedback that I've had so far. Um, And just to finish off with, um, 
I mentioned before, if you have any particular questions, topics, guest interviews you would like to hear, then don't hesitate to get in touch. And I would also like to put out another reminder for my group program that is in the pipeline. It's called Build Your Balance. And yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited about it. There's um, it's a six week program where we explore six, six different aspects of creating your own balance. So the idea is that it takes you from a place where you feel overwhelmed, fed up and held back by everything that you're juggling at the minute. And we move into a place where you design and create the your own version of what it means to have it all to you and it equips you with the tools to do that so that as circumstances change over the coming weeks months years whatever you can go back and revisit it so it's very much designed that even if your life at the minute doesn't look like any semblance of balance it will allow you to make modifications now that you can also then carry through into the future. So if you're interested, drop me a DM. Um, I'm particularly interested to know how timings feel for you right now. And um, yeah, we can have a chat. So yes, enjoy your week. I really look forward to speaking to you again next week. And bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Balancing Act podcast. If you've loved what you've heard, I would be incredibly grateful if you could rate and review the podcast so that we can help spread the word to all the other working mums out there looking for more balance in their everyday. If you'd like to hear more, you can find me on Instagram at Debbie Lee Co or on my website at debbielee.co.uk where you can download your free kickstart guide to finding your balance as a working parent. Until then, I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode. Bye for now.